0: Sunday's Finest Podcast. I'm Jake Nagy.
1: I'm Jacob Morris.
0: And uh, man, five weeks of the fantasy season have flown by. There have been an incredible amount of injuries, (laughs) Uh, a lot of drama, a lot of shuffled games, Um, but we have football and we're going to be thankful every day. We just get to turn on the TV and watch some NFL action. We are coming fresh off the news that supposedly Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chica Morris, what is your gut reaction to that news?
1: You know, honestly, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I mean, they don't need him. The Chiefs basically ran back every important offensive player from last year, except for Damian Williams. And I think I think Clive Edwards-Hilaire is, is every bit of Damian Williams that you need to to be able to do what you need to do in that offense. So I, I feel like the only thing you can do is harm, not good, on the, the league's best offense, on the league's best team. So I don't get it, um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll see if it pays off for him.
0: It is. It's really interesting, man, because, you know, he's been a distraction in the locker room. I mean, you know. As a dolphin saying you've got Zach and Hunter who have watched their team suffer for over a decade and they're like, please no, like I don't I don't want this guy. Um I think mean, that's kind of telling about kind of who he is. Um it seems surprising that I seem like Kansas City who's just won a Super Bowl would want to to do that, but you never know, man. I mean, maybe they feel like he's still got the talent to make it happen. Um Uh, It is interesting, too, because Mahomes specifically said at the draft, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was his guy. That's the guy he wanted. Um, He got him. And, you know, I think the Chiefs just lost, like, the first time in, seems like, a year. And, you know, you're throwing it all out to bring in Le'Veon Bell. I I don't really get it either. But uh, who knows, man? Maybe we'll eat our words and he will return to old form. Time will have to tell. But, Definitely shakes up uh, the fantasy rosters of quite a few teams in the league. Uh, And with that, we're going to take a a bit of a a deep dive into each team in Sunday's Finest. Uh, Take a look at their roster, their season so far. Um, Have they been lucky or unlucky? What good moves have they made? Um, And do we think they will be a playoff team or not? We are going to start at the top with, in first place, Jacob Morris, the one and only Papa John. Papa John. This is uh, one of our two and one teams in first place. Jacob, what do you think about the Papa John?
1: Um, You know, I'm, I'm interested in John because although he is technically first in our standings, he is, it uh, looks like, 10th in points four. Uh, yep. so, so he's just not scoring as many points as some of these other teams that we're going to get down the line to looking at as far as being elite. So I, I mean, you love the early start four and one definitely is going to give you a good chance to, to get into the playoffs this year, which is really what we're all going for. Cause once you're there, I mean, it's all out the door anyways, but, uh, he's looking like a little bit of a pretender with only five eighty-one points scored. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out for the rest of the season. But, uh, that's, that's my immediate concern.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's won by, uh, less than five points twice. And, uh, in his in his wins, three of his four wins, his opponent has scored less than 108 points. So he is getting a pretty favorable schedule. The one loss that he had, Chase scored 159. So um, he's been winning by a short margin and losing by a lot. But four and one is four and one. Uh, you can't hate on that too much. I think it's been interesting to see. You know, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that um, Kenyon Drake was going to struggle. Uh, as much as he has, he's only RB 33, and I think was like the third or fourth running back off the board in our draft. If you told me he was going to really struggle, I, I wouldn't have thought, Jake, uh, pardon me, I would have thought that John had really any chance of going four and one. But I think a lot of the success is due to uh, Aaron Jones' continued domination. Um, just an absolute touchdown machine. Dude already has four rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns in only four games so far this season. So, this is kind of the Aaron Jones show. Um, we'll see how long that can last. Is Chase Edmonds going to take over the backfield? I think if I'm John, I'd just prefer that one of those guys gets the backfield. Uh, I'm probably glad that Lev didn't sign in uh, Arizona. But um, when you look at this team, 4-1, and one, the talent they have, Jacob, do you think they are a lot to make the playoffs, a favorite, uh, maybe on the bubble? Where Where do you see John's playoff chances at kind of right now?
1: Um. You know, I, I think with with his roster that he's put together here, I, I would go ahead and say that he has a really good shot of making the playoffs. I mean, um, four and one, he would have to have a really hard slide, um, you know, in the back two thirds of the season here to not. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, I think he'll I think he'll make it in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, remembering back to our kind of season preview episode, you know, you were. We're kind of critical of that Kenyon Drake pick, and for good reason. Um, again, he hasn't been uh, what he's kind of been expected to be in Arizona. But I think that John, as always, has made some really savvy moves. Um, Deontay Johnson, you know, those first two weeks of the season was pretty, pretty lights out. Um, one of the biggest surprises, Robert Tanya and the Green Bay Packers tight end. It's um, been a monster. 33 yeah. points in week four
1: wow yeah i've been beating myself up about that one. he was on our, our watch list and uh zach and i notoriously struggle at the tight end position and <laughs> uh we just pulled we pulled trigger a week too late and uh he was gone so uh, i'm upset yeah. about that one
0: yeah you guys went for gronk uh robert tanyan's kind of like a baby gronk uh guys is Really athletic, super big, uh, just a red zone machine. So we'll see if he can continue to to produce at this this rate. Um, really has had a, a great start to the season. I'm excited to watch the Green Bay Tampa Bay game this weekend. I think that will be a big one for John's squad. We'll see how they fare. I'm gonna say as well, I think this team definitely makes the playoffs one way or the other. Um I'm not sure he's gonna be uh a favorite to get a bye, just at this rate. The the league is so close and his team hasn't been super impressive, but at 4-1 and, um, and with the talent that is on this roster, Kenny, Kenny Galladay's you know, getting healthier. I definitely think this team makes the playoffs. And with that, we will move on to our second place team, the only other 4-1 team, Stefan Albiero. Uh, I just noticed here, wow. So John has 581.46 points. Steph has 581.44 points. So... I believe we're down to a couple of passing yards separating these two teams, almost identical in points for both four and one. What do you see in Steph's team? Are they contenders, pretenders? What do you think, Jay Moore?
1: Uh, I, I'll definitely carry my same point to, uh, as John's in that he's scored technically the same, but less points than John even. So he's 11th in the league in points scored. Um, so I definitely think being four and one with that amount of scoring is luck um but that to be said i do like you know some of the top names here i mean cam newton's been a surprise he unfortunately got covid so we haven't seen him in a bit but you gotta imagine he's gonna come back and be good uh sanders got some reassurance recently from the their coach in philadelphia saying that he was there three down back so you like seeing that um Devonte Adams is obviously the probably the one of the best receivers in the league. DK Metcalf has been insane. So you know, I, I like the names on Steph's team. Um, I I don't know why his points scored are where they are. He's also got Herbert um, lurking down there, who's been a surprise in his first two games. So. You know, I think Steph's team is fine. It's another team that I think will make the playoffs. Um, I, I don't necessarily love him as like a championship favorite, um, but you know, he's got the he's got the players. They'll score the points. I think he'll he'll sneak in the playoffs, and, and uh, he's got a good roster. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's again had a nearly identical season to John. First two weeks he wins close games, gets blown out in the third week, and then wins two more close ones week four and week five. And uh, what matters in fantasy is. Uh, not how pretty it is, but if you get the results, um, Devontae Adams staying healthy, uh, that can happen. I think Steph could be a championship contender. I think if he's not healthy, um, it's going to be the Miles Sanders show. Can he really carry his team to to a title this year? And I, I just don't see that in Miles Sanders. Um, I think he is a really talented running back. Um, I think he's going to be the closest thing the Eagles ever have to a bell cow. Um, but we still haven't seen a 25-plus performance, 25-plus point performance from Miles Sanders this season. He's got a tough matchup coming up against Baltimore this week, so I don't know if it's going to happen this week. Maybe he can take advantage of uh, the weak uh, NFC East uh, division there. Uh, there will still be a couple of games against the Giants and the Cowboys, of course. Um, so we'll see what Miles Sanders can do. I, I still think he's he's uber talented. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting to see as well, kind of. Uh, some of the moves that um, that Steph has made. There was a, a big trade between Steph and Connor a couple of weeks ago, um, where he acquired uh, J.K. Dobbins and David Johnson, um, as well as Austin Hooper and sent Chase Edmonds and um, a couple other guys. There's been a, a bit of uh, some three-way trades, some interesting moves being made here. But I think I think Steph has had a, a pretty savvy run here these last couple of games. Brandon Cooks really balled out this past week. Um, hopefully he uh, we'll continue that. Uh, if you're Steph, you're certainly hoping so. Uh, I think that the 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 make it or break it here though is DJ Shark. Um, he's had three really underwhelming games. Uh, you know, with three, four target or three or four catches, and then um, had one game, eight catches, almost 100 yards, and two touchdowns. So I think that's what Steph was hoping for where he drafted him. Um if you can get more of that I think this team is really talented especially with like you said DK Metcalf looking like uh dude's going to be a superstar. I mean, man. Wide
1: receiver 4. Wide receiver Crazy. 4 right
0: now. Yeah, and it's been off of consistency too, man. Like he yeah. has had Four catches and almost a hundred yards and a touchdown in pretty much every game, and then this week went off even more. So Yeah. Um, I don't I
1: don't know what happened in the offseason, man, but Russell Wilson must have spoke to the right person because they are letting that <laughs> man air the freaking ball out like never before.
0: Russ is cooking and DK likes to eat. That is certainly obvious by his incredible amount of muscle capacity. His sheer uh, girth. Yes, dude is unbelievably athletic. So, I, I, DK Metcalf's gonna be one of the most fun NFL players to watch over the next 10 years or so. Um, dude is just absolutely talented. Those are our two four and one teams. I think we both feel pretty similarly. Probably gonna make the playoffs, but I think still have something to prove. They need to stay healthy. We'll see how it goes for our four and one teams. With that, we will move to uh, the kind of glut here. I think there's Six teams at 3-2, and and sitting at the top of those is Purple Rain. Riley Hayes, the most points for in the league, the only team to surpass 700 points for so far this season. What do you think about Riley's squad, Jacob?
1: This this is a scary team, but I also think it's scary in two ways. So, immediately you see Dalvin Cook is on the bench. He's probably hurt. He's going to... I mean, this is the problem with Dalvin Cook, right? Yep. Is he going to play or is he not? Um, then you plug in in. He's got a savvy play in having Madison, and honestly, I think Madison is either the best or the second best handcuff in the league, uh, to, maybe to Tony Pollard. But as far as guys who you lose your starter and you're actually like looking forward to playing them, I mean, Alexander Madison is a stud. So. Yep. Great on Riley for for having that for himself, you know, because that, that's I don't think he's going to have a lot of fall off there from from Dalvin to Madison. um Alan Robinson has been surprisingly good this year. I kind of thought his career effective career was over. Are they, you know, he's just going to kind of run around and get cardio and a bad offense and <laughs> uh, continue to be irrelevant. But here he is sitting at position rank nine. You know, I don't think yep. anybody saw that coming. Uh, Aj Brown's kind of coming back on the scene. John, he's very Titans heavy. Uh, the Titans have had a little bit of a COVID run in here uh, recently, which can be scary. Uh, but hopefully, they're over the hill as far as that goes. He's got Amari Cooper, who we traded to him. Um, you know, whether or not that was a good trade or not, I guess we'll continue to see. But he's also a position rank eight, so he's got two top ten two top ten receivers, which you love. He's got uh, a number two running back, you know, which very well in the top 10 at sitting at two so i think he's got a lot of big scorers on his team here um he picked up jimmy graham off waivers which was a pretty savvy little pickup he's a top 10 tight end so you know there's a lot to like here um i think he's scary i think this is definitely a championship contender even with losing austin eckler
0: yeah i mean again riley has dealt with the injuries and come out somehow still with two really good running backs i just don't know how the guy does it, He he's just like, uh, he's able to do it every single season, it's kind of amazing, Ryan and I try to kind of go with the Riley strategy, it's like Billy Bean and Moneyball, you know, uh, it's a copycat league, one guy does something, everybody kind of does the same, and we, we kind of try to take the Riley strategy and... Um, It's worked out better for Riley than it has for us so far, Um, especially having Alexander Madison. Like you said, dude is just um, super talented for a backup running back. Um, He's projected 18 points this week against Atlanta. Um, So you like that if you're Riley. And really, I think also one of the the most helpful things here when you take a look at it is um, he's heavy in teams that are you know scoring a lot of fantasy points they have a lot of offense uh the titans are undefeated and despite all the covid concerns aj brown and johnny smith have both been great and he's got Tannehill at quarterback you know the titans continue to look this good riley's going to get success from them um and then again yeah robinson looks like a a man reborn with nick Foles and at qb um i'm i'm would probably almost lose my mind too if Mitch Trubisky was throwing me the ball every week and I was a elite wide receiver. So, good for A. Rob. Um, I think the Amari Cooper is probably the the deal breaker for me here. Um, you know, he uh, looked like a monster those first four weeks, um, four really good performances, even without a touchdown. Guys getting six to twelve catches a game, but then last week against the Giants with Dak out, he only caught two balls for 23 yards and no touchdown. If that is going to be what it looks like with Andy Dalton at the helm, uh, that might really hurt Riley quite a bit. But if Amari can kind of be someone that Andy Dalton relies on, we've seen that from Andy Dalton with A.J. Green and other receivers, then I think this is seriously a scary squad, even with two injuries at to, you know, arguably Riley's top two guys, I still think this team can win a championship.
1: Yeah, I think I wanna sneak in one last little shout out here to Riley, and that this dude Has the quickest fingers in the entire (laughs) league. Every time that there is a a breaking news, this person is going to be this, this person, and it's a breakout player, Riley gets them off waivers first every time. Have you ever noticed that? Yep. Every time.
0: Kind of amazing.
1: (laughs) And you look at, I'm looking, I'm just kind of peeping around on his team, and I see down at the bench that he picked up freaking Andy Dalton. And Dak (laughs) Prescott was a, a top five quarterback in that offense before he got hurt. If Andy Dalton finishes as a top-ten quarterback and Riley just picked him up off waivers because he was faster than anyone else, I'm I'm going to be beside myself. But, I mean, that's <laughs> that's part of winning. I mean, every every time there's a guy who's a toss-up on waivers, you know, when it's not coming down to free agency money, Riley gets them every time, man. So that, that's a skill.
0: It really is, man. He, he spends those dollars wisely. Um, I think that's part of it in our league. It's so competitive that to – to really uh, be elite year in, year out, you've got to be ready at all times. And Riley Riley certainly is. That is a, that's a great shout-out. We will move to fourth place. Team Nowhere to Hide, Mr. Madison Ladder, 643 points for. That is second best in the league. This is a squad I really, really liked myself. Jacob, what do you see here?
1: I'm going to be brutally honest. I had no idea that Madison has scored this many points this year. <laughs> and i'm trying. i'm looking around in his roster and i'm trying to find out how uh, i mean where other than mark andrews who's been great i mean i love my guy mark where the hell is he getting all these points from he's, well he's got he's darren got waller Carson too. on bye, and darren nope. waller on bye. so that's that's where i'm struggling so he's got the number two tight end on bye, and the number five yeah i mean what a what a weird, but good team. This is the, this is a prototypical Madison team right here.
0: Yeah, it really is, man. I mean, you look down this roster, um, again, you've got tight end two, tight end three. I was trying to to talk to Madison a little bit this week, talk some trade. Maybe, you know, he's got two tight ends. Maybe he'll want to deal one. Um, and he's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'll stick, I'll stick with my strategy. Uh, Madison kind of, you know, we, we always talk about this. He, he, he dances the beat of his own drum, man. And uh, it's it's the beat I like. Uh, this team is is old. I mean, you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Todd Gurley, and AP. Collectively, uh, those guys are like 100 years old. So um, oh n- not a team that you would want to transfer in as an NFL owner. <laughs> um, it's pretty old. But guess what? This is fantasy, man. You only take one player with you into the next season, Um, which, you know, he's got Waller, he's got Andrews, he's got Chris Carson, right? Or, you know, Madison will have a good keeper. Um, But I think he's finding value on guys that maybe were too eager to pass up sometimes Um, even snagged AP off of waivers um, yesterday could be a pretty solid play. Um, I, I like this team. Yeah. Uh, I think the one concern is, you know, whether all these old dudes can stay healthy Um, Gurley's knees, obviously, Is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to keep the job? Will Tua take over at some point? Um, You know, Sammy Watkins is already out. Can Carson stay healthy? It's always been kind of an up-and-down guy with his health. But if this team can stay healthy, man, I I am not surprised. uh, I will not be surprised if I see this team make a pretty deep run.
1: Not to be overlooked that he has the number one defense and the number one kicker as well.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, honestly, in this league... It kind of comes down to that at some point. Um, It's not just the the skill positions, but it's the little things. Riley being quick to the trigger. It's Madison being uh, savvy about his his kicker. Uh, It's the little things that get you a dub sometimes. So I I like this team. Um, Shout out to Maddie. I I could definitely see this team. I wouldn't say they're locked to make the playoffs, but I think they're a favorite to make the playoffs.
1: I just can't believe Ryan Fitzpatrick is ranked higher as a quarterback than Lamar Jackson. (laughs) That <laughs> just is, makes uh, me want to scream.
0: <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. Last week, you know, we uh we weren't sure the bills were gonna play, and so we were between picking up Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, or Ryan Fitzpatrick on waivers, and somehow I I advocated for Daniel Jones over Ryan Fitzpatrick sitting there free for the taking. Zero dollars, man, just sitting there Number and seven, uh UV. Yep. We, spend, uh, we
1: spend all this time and energy for these drafts and for us to, to build these teams, and the number seven quarterback is just sitting on waivers.
0: Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling with the matchup against the Jets this week, so he's probably uh, going to be uh, one of the top five QBs again. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, with that, we will move on to fifth place, also at three and 2 642 points for just shy of second most points for in the league. It's Mr. Chase Darce. Heartbreakingly close to being a, another four and one team and would be first in the league total if that was the case. Chase has got an interesting squad. What do you see here, Jay Moore?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, he hit big on the Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson stack, right? Yeah. Russell Wilson, QB1, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 11. It's been great for him. Um, I frankly, I mean, obviously, no disrespect to Russell Wilson he's been a different beast this year. I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. not been foreseen. Um, and honestly, he hasn't even gotten the most out of his best player, Derrick Henry, who who probably will the second half of the season. Tyreek's been great. He's a top 10 wide receiver. Robbie Anderson is sitting at wide receiver seven right now.
0: I'm great sure he, he got
1: him at good value. I'm not sure where he drafted him, but for wide receiver seven, should have been in the first round. So I'm sure yep. I'm sure he got great value there. Um, I'm not a big Debo Samuel fan. I don't think he's going to be much this year with how the 49ers have struggled. So he's, you know, but I don't think he needs him. I mean, he's going to have Lockett come back in and probably flex Anderson, you know, in this yep. real important game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a very scary team. And uh, although Chase is an absolute dog shit trader, I think he is a, a pretty good owner this year. He's put together a pretty good team, so
0: yeah i mean robbie anderson to me has got to be the steal of the draft uh wide receiver seven he's actually fourth in yards and receptions in the nfl um dude only has a one touchdown and is wow. wide receiver seven so i mean that's production that's not going away if if he adds another touchdown here or there this dude might be the best wide receiver in fantasy football this season which is crazy i mean a lot of uh, people were kind of in the fantasy football industry. Were big on DJ Moore going into the offseason. And, and Teddy has just been locked in with Robbie Anderson. Um, I think it'll be interesting when McCaffrey does come back. Um, what What's the situation going to be? Will we see more of those touchdowns go to McCaffrey? But again, he's not relying on that so far. So I think Robbie Anderson uh, has been and may continue to be the steal of the draft. Um, overall, I, I think this is just a really solid team. Um, there's not like a glaring weak spot, really. Um, you know, even there was a couple picks. I was a bit critical of Chase. DeAndre Swift um, wasn't a guy I was was super fond of. Wasn't a big Debo fan either. And yet he's sitting at three and two. I mean, so close to four and one um, with a lot of guys who I think were just super savvy picks. So I, I'm starting to make myself nervous. All five teams so far, I've said... To me, would be teams I could really see in the playoffs. And we're still a few, still a few <laughs> spots away from reviewing our team. So I'm getting nervous, man. There, there's a lot of really talented teams so far. Um, and I think because the the top two teams at four and one, um, are not the two highest scoring teams. Really, uh, there's a couple of teams who would be out of the playoffs if the season ended today. That are, you know. Would be on points four. So it, it's quite tight. Um, I like Chase's team a lot. Definitely could see them make it a run, um, especially if Russ and Tyler Lockett continue to have that connection. With that, we will move on to Zeke Gotta Eat, Mr. Trent Erps and Hunter Triniman. uh Quite a lot of firepower on this team. It's a lot to like. Are you a fan, Jay Moore?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh- I think part of my problem that I'm having here is um, our team has just been so God awful that I'm looking at these other rosters and just salivating at how good they are. (laughs) So I guess the problem is I'm looking at it from the floor. So everybody looks tall to me, but um, (laughs) you know, yeah, I like this team a lot. I think Kyler obviously has paid off. Great. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people who at the beginning of the year had Kyler sitting in that kind of second tier of quarterbacks and, um, anyone that waited around and waited for the Lamar's and the Mahomes to kind of come off the board to get their Kylers, you know, it's paying off for them. Um, Zeke has been great; he's been healthy. Um, their offensive line is depleted, but he's still playing well. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what he does without Dak um, from now on, but he should be fine. Kareem Hunt, sneaky good, playing behind Chubb. Um, I don't know the full extent of Chubb's injuries, but I'm sure Hunt's going to continue to be. Good, you know, with or without Hopkins wide receiver one, obviously that's paying off with the Kyler stack. Uh, They're absolutely killing people with that. I know they, they ripped me and Zach's heart out uh, in the fourth quarter last week. They had a touchdown they linked up for, and they scored like 25 points out of nowhere. It just ruined us. Um, Gronk off waivers from me and Zach dropping them. I mean, have fun. Uh, that guy's, uh, uh, yeah, I got nothing <laughs> to say about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think they've got a, sh- a few things to sure up here, but I-, I love their roster. They've got their Zeke handcuff. They've got Jerry Judy on the bench, who you obviously I think is going to be great. So they've got bench options. I think this is a good team. They've got depth. They've got talent. I definitely think this is a, a playoff, if not championship contender.
0: Yeah I think so too. They're they're, um, pretty solid from top to bottom. Um, That Kyler and Nuke sack just still makes me sick watching it man. Um, I I really miss Hopkins. He's just a class act on the field off the field and when you're getting at least 20 plus from him every single week uh, that's a formula for for a deep run into the playoffs man and um, they've got Tony Pollard locked up, which I think in this injury-riddled season is proving to be one of the most important investments. Um, you know, we all thought about that. Um, I think valued handcuffs this year, but man, um, to have a handcuff is just an incredible insurance policy that these guys have. And and Kareem Hunt has been, again, I think one of the, the better picks of the draft. Um, even when Chubb was, was healthy, they were both reducing. I mean, Cleveland is pounding the rock on the ground and uh Stefanski's really kind of brought in his his uh way of doing things and um Kareem Hunt has been one of the biggest uh, benefactors from that I think um you know the longer the longer Chubb um is out uh, I think some people have been saying that that's better for Kareem Hunt I don't even know if that's true honestly they both were putting up monster numbers together um you know Kareem gets a lot of catches as well. So either way, I think they're they're pretty stacked at running back uh, at wide receiver one. To me, where this team starts to get kind of interesting is wide receiver two and flex. Um, Julian Edelman, Jerry Judy, uh, neither of those are are super inspiring options. Phillip Lindsey, we'll see if he can kind of capitalize with Melvin Gordon potentially out for a little bit. Um, and Alan Lazard was you know kind of hot to start when Devontae Adams was was gone, but is now on IR. So I, I think that's gonna be what could potentially take this team to the next level is if they can can kind of shore up wide receiver two or flex. But this this team has serious firepower and that's what you need to, to make a deep run. So I, I'm a fan of this team as well. With that, we're gonna move on to ISHN. If the season ended today, this would be the first team missing the playoffs. Oh, Alex! I hope it doesn't work out for you that way. In actuality, man, uh, ISHN, Alex, taking a look at this team. Um, I think there's there's a lot that we could chat about from a number of different angles here. What what do you kind of see at first glance, Jacob?
1: Royce Freeman stands out right off of the bat. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> yeah, there is no good purpose in fantasy that you would ever want to find yourself having to start Royce Freeman.
0: But, he's definitely uh, got some buys this week, but, uh, yeah, that's that's not a, that's not a strong look.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the Le'Veon Bell just being released out of nowhere. I mean, that that for Alex has got to be a gut shot. I mean, that being said, he's got Kamara, who is effectively two, maybe three running backs on any given week, which is true. just ridiculous. I mean, he's yeah. he's a league winner this year. I mean, he's he's last year's McCaffrey, in my opinion, so Alex has got to feel good having that guy there. Um, but yeah, the Le'Veon Bell release, that's going to hurt him for the rest of the year. I mean, he's going to be struggling for that, for that, uh, that next, that next running back, but you know, he's getting Alvin Kamara's buy out of the way now and nice and early. So, um, I think he'll, he'll be able to figure it out. And, uh, I think this is going to be a, a really good team down the line. And CD lamb has been surprisingly good, uh, for a rookie. I mean, top 10 wide receiver from a rookie. That's huge. Adam Thielen at two, you can't imagine he's going to keep that up. He's going to get hurt eventually, but you're going to enjoy it while you have it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Alex did his thing this year. He's got Julio sitting at wide receiver 70, which you got to imagine those numbers are going to come up, um, you know, and Julio's hopefully going to pull it together and be Julio for the second half of the season. So if that happens, I mean, I think Alex is a, is, is a real contender. He's got a great team. He's got Camara, so he's always going to be in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kamara has the third most receptions in the NFL. Not at running back. In the league. Yeah, that's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane.
0: Dude's averaging 30 points a game. I mean, last week I was chatting with Ryan, you know, with the way things have shaken out for us. We were pretty pleased that our running backs combined for 32 points. Kamara's averaging that by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it really is true. He, he's at least two running backs. Um, so when this team is at full half, full health and without any buys, um, they're scary. If Julio can return to any form um, of his former self week one, he had nine catches for 157 yards. So it's still in him. Um, I think he just needs to get healthy. Their coaching change is going to be really fascinating for me to watch whether um, the guard starts to really shift towards Calvin Ridley or um, whether Julio comes out trying to prove himself but the Falcons are so just such a mess right now that yeah. part of me wonders if they don't kind of start to shut Julio down a little bit.
1: I don't a know a lot if the of Falcons tread on his what they're doing, honestly. I, I, <laughs> I think the, the Falcons just fired their coach out of, like, reactionary, I'm pretty sure. And just, they were asked, like, I'm pretty sure they asked Arthur Blank if they were going to, if they were, like, in a tank and rebuild. And he was like, no. But it's like, dude, you guys are, you guys haven't won a game yet. How are you yep. not planning to tank you know it's like no we're still going to try to compete And it's like boy you guys don't know where which direction you're pointing
0: do you no they really don't man um so I, I think it's a bit of a mess there but there's a lot of talent on this team and i gotta say i think uh cd lamb and adam Thielen are, are quite a combo at wide receiver um if those guys continue to produce even 80 percent of what they have so far this this team could could be real solid um i think the It's going to be interesting to watch kind of um, what happens there. He has six receptions, uh, six receiving touchdowns so far this season, Um, which, again, is not something you can necessarily bank on every week. Um, He's had a couple of games with only 29, 30 receiving yards. That's not great, and yet he's still a wide receiver too, man. So um, if he can continue to produce even at 80% of what he has been, I think I think uh, Alex has got some serious value there. We'll see how this team goes. I also think Alex has kind of, after a couple hard seasons, had the, the fantasy gods kind of look down and, and smile on him a little bit. He has squeaked out a couple of victories so far this season um, when I really didn't think he, he had it in him. This team could could be one and four with Alex's typical luck, uh, but the three and two. So maybe things are looking up for Alex. Um, things are looking up for him. I'm not sure that things are quite looking up for, for Mason this week. He is next, the uh, the bottom of these three and two teams, 609 total points for, but, you know, you know you're a pretty ridiculously good owner and have a very talented team when things are looking down and we're kind of all crying for you and you're still three and two. <laughs> Uh, what do you see in Mason's squad here? CMAC attack.
1: Well, he, he obviously you love that he's got McCaffrey, he's going to come back eventually. Um, you, you know, you love that he's got Mike Davis, and when McCaffrey's gone, who's been great, I mean, Mike Davis has been outstanding 15, 23, 22, and 29 from your handcuff. So, um, you love that you know Juju Jarvis both outside of the top 30 as receivers you're definitely hoping for more there um i think that's obviously circled on your 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 sheet as far as where are my issues um yeah. Jarek McKinnon at RB13 i'm going to be honest <laughs> i had no
0: idea <laughs> what's
1: going on there
0: uh yeah. he's key hybrid he receiver two. too yeah, he's basically a receiver or has been when the Seven Niners catches. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's interesting. Okay, well, he's got that going for him. So yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think I think if Juju and Jarvis pick it up, I think he'll he'll probably pull together and have a pretty decent little team and, and win some games. But if not, then I think he'll probably continue to struggle. I, I mean, he definitely waited too long at at quarterback. Um, I mean, you don't yeah. really love Minshew being your starter every week, but. I mean, hey, four out of five weeks, he's gotten you what you really would want out of a quarterback. So uh, you can't criticize that too much. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is a fine team. He's going to need more production his receivers to, to contend for a championship. But it's, it's a good team.
0: Yeah, I, I think to me the, the move that probably saved uh, Mason's season was trading Tony Pollard for Mike Davis. Um, you know, he beat Chase by 18 and Mike Davis had 22 that week most of the guys on his bench posted zeros. Um, Almost every single player on Mason's bench that week posted a zero that he could have put in at flex other than Mike Davis. So if he doesn't make that trade, he probably loses that week. Um, You know, it it, it's interesting to see kind of um, that, that move that he made. I can't really put a lot of blame on, on Trent Hunter, you know, making that deal because they want their handcuff, but um, that move might have been the saving grace on Mason's season and it'll be interesting to see now whether uh, this love deal really does go through if if Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, is going to kind of give up some touches in that backfield um, that could could not be good news for him um, the interesting thing to me and I think what a lot of Mason's season hinges on is um, man Mike Davis has proven himself to be a really good back which is like I just said, I think probably save Mason's season. But the question is, has he shown he's good enough that uh, the Panthers would want to give him more touches? Um, and at that point, Mason's looking at, well, do I start one of McCaffrey or Davis? Do I start them both? I put Mike Davis in um, at flex. Uh, and all it takes is the the Panthers getting down in a game, which they can definitely do, and just start airing it out quite a bit. And suddenly you've got two guys who, who maybe are, are splitting what you would love for only McCaffrey to have as it's previously been. So we'll see how that shakes out. That's not a bad problem to have, honestly. Um, To me, one of the most interesting things here is Juju, wide receiver 31. I just don't know if we're ever going to get the old Juju back in in Pittsburgh. I think um, Deontay Johnson's kind of starting to take over a bit the first week or two. And then Chase Claypool just went God mode last week with four touchdowns. Um, Yeah. I I kind of feel like Juju's role is starting to slip away there in Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on a different NFL roster next season. Um, Not super inspired by Jarvis Landry either. Um, They're just, the Browns are running the ball. So I think, I think this team is pretty weak at wide receiver, um, especially uh, with Keenan Allen out on by Keenan Allen has been, been real solid, um, especially through kind of the middle part of the season there, but Um, I don't think they're super strong at wide receiver. Uh, Mason did pick up Travis Fulgham, who, um, I'll be real, did not know existed until this previous Sunday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, neither Uh, did 70% of the rest of the world, apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, I think a pretty good add there, just $13 by Mason. Um, If he can produce, I think that could could be helpful. Um, We'll see how it shakes out. I'm not saying this team is a favorite to make the playoffs, but uh, Mason's a good owner. He'll probably sneak his way in there. That is the end of our three and two teams. We're looking now at the kind of the bottom half of the table, so to speak. In ninth place at two and three with well, 616 points Four is Sequarantine Barkley. That is Ryan and I. Jacob, what do you see about our team here?
1: Hey, it's the hurt running back train. <laughs> is fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, took man. nick chubb and saquon barkley were your big one-two punch they both have ir next to their names currently that's <laughs> that is an absolute gut shot it looks like you're getting yep. james Conner back this week that's good to hear um you know how long will that last we don't know um you never know when that that leukemia monster might come creeping back around too so we'll hope for the best there um Stephon Diggs at wide receiver five, Josh Allen at, at QB three. There's your stack. There's your your week winner. Um, you know, is Josh Allen gonna throw a touchdown or a whole bunch of balls to Stefan Diggs, yes or no, is usually gonna correlate with are you guys gonna win? I feel like. Yep. Um yep. you've got Air Ayuk here who uh has shown flashes of being good and shown flashes of just not being fantasy relevant. So um, that's that's yet to play itself out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you just have you got a good amount of question marks and you don't got a lot going on on your bench. Uh, You scooped up Justin Jackson after Zach and I waited one week, not enough on holding on to him. (laughs) Um, So good for you having that there. I think he'll end up being a decent little back. I think he scored 15 last week uh, in his first week of having some action. So you love to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, once you got, once you get, um, some guys back, is Nick Chubb coming back this season? I, I honestly don't know. He
0: is, he is. Yeah. They said that they thought he was going to be out four to six weeks. Um, and he missed last week. So we're, we're hoping they have a bye week nine. Maybe he comes back probably week 10, uh, maybe week eight, if, if things go well, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's only the last four weeks of the, the regular season. So it, it's yeah. a tough moment. man
1: your ship might have already sailed by then so yeah i suppose we see how that plays out for you guys um but i mean you've still got talent on this roster you hit big on josh allen um and and stefan Diggs, so that might be enough to win you some weeks and 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 get you in the conversation so
0: yeah I, i will try to uh spare our listeners from you know being the embodiment of the uh the violin uh gift that Riley put in the group me. Um, I thought that was pretty hilarious. We you know, definitely consoled each other through our, our running back injuries. Um, you know, when your top two guys go out, it's it's hard to manage, but that's the game, especially this season with injuries and COVID. We're all we're all managing, trying to figure things out. Definitely hoping Justin Jackson um, can continue that. Fifteen points from him was was real solid last week and hoping he can plug in. We're we're pleasantly uh you know content with Devontae freeman um 17 touches 60 yards and a touchdown last week uh that's not not too bad um i think for us one of the big things we're really kind of uh focusing on again it seems like it always comes down to this we were trying to go running back heavy this year but again it comes down to a a QB running a wide receiver stack. We, you know, had had Mahomes and Kelsey, I guess, QB tight end stack a couple of years ago and and really relied on Mahomes and Nuke as well. But uh, this year it's Josh Allen and Diggs. Like you said, I think those guys performing well could meet a, a, a dub for us in any given week. But, um, you know, those guys have both proven to be a bit streaky at times in their career. Uh, I think for us, the big question marks are, are Robert Woods and, and Hayden Hurst. Um, Woods has been solid, not really. Uh, at the height of what we've maybe hoped he could be. We'll see if he can still bring a little bit more to the table. And then Hurst has kind of been a disappointment for us, Um, tight end 14. I mean, that's just a bummer. We were really hoping he was going to be a good play. And the dude has more uh, targets and and more uh, snaps than I think any other tight end in the league. Matt Ryan just constantly overthrows him. I mean, anytime I watch a Falcons game, I have to turn it off after 20 minutes. So I'm just screaming at the TV, like, come on, man. Like just hit him in the hands. It's not that hard, but uh, alas, there's where we're at. Uh, we are sitting at 2-3, and three, snuck out a kind of miraculous victory against Jackson in Week 4. Could really easily be sitting at 1-4, and four. but we could be 3-2 and two as well. That's probably how most of these teams are feeling, sitting in the 2-3 and three category. Uh, I definitely wouldn't say we're, we're a favorite to make the playoffs. Um, wouldn't even say I'd give it over a 50% chance uh, with as many good teams as we've got, but we're keeping our fingers crossed. We're not giving up, um, and maybe, maybe there's still something there for us. We'll see. With that, we are moving on to knocking on Evans' door. Jackson Humphrey, who I just mentioned, um, I think this team could really be three and two or four and three. Has caught a couple bad breaks himself. What do you see in Jackson's squad here? Whew. J.D. McKissick and
1: Antonio Gibson and your one-two running back punch there, huh? <laughs> uh josh jacobs on bye. i mean josh jacobs has been great he's been a top 10 back um so obviously you know you, you can't just look at his one week team mike evans the king of catching one yard touchdowns you know as long as that continues <laughs> he's gonna have a great time uh calvin ridley kind of one of the surprises of the season i mean everyone knew he was good but wide receiver three good definitely not Um uh, nobody saw that coming he's wide receiver three with a zero week mind you yeah I mean, if you uh, – ugh, yeah, okay. So, Calvin Ridley, obviously, he hit big on that. I don't remember where he drafted him, but I'm sure it was great value there. So, Kisicki, top ten tight end. So, I mean, you you see some talent here that's going to be good. He he doesn't really have a good quarterback. I think Wentz is probably on the fence of possibly losing his job this year. Um, And then you've got Gibson and McKissick, who you really – You know, Gibson, I think, has been startable. Um, He hasn't really been great, but he's been startable. And um, McKissick is just has no business being in a starting lineup. So um, (laughs) there's there's some things to definitely be concerned about here, uh, but there's also some things to be excited about. So I I don't think this team will make the playoffs. Um, Just being honest, I think this is my first team that I would go ahead and say um, no to, like not even like a maybe, but – yeah, I mean, you never know. Something might happen in the back half of the season that, that goes his way, but uh, I don't see this team making the playoffs.
0: Oh, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to push back on, on you on this one, Jay Moore. I, I, this team, uh, has suffered two devastating losses back to back. Again, the Calvin Ridley zero, um, that was against Ryan and I. Uh, I thought we had less than 1% chance to win that game, and Ridley just got. Got shut down by uh, J.R. Alexander, I think it was, uh, who was covering him. Um, Going to send that guy a nice Christmas gift. And then this week, he, uh, this past week, he goes out week five, starts Jimmy Garoppolo, who gets him negative 0.92 points. <laughs> and if he had just not started a quarterback, he would have won. I mean, this team, not could be, should be 4-1, and one, man. And if exactly. you think about it, it's kind of funny. I'm laughing. Right now, uh, Jackson doesn't have a defense in his lineup as of uh, time of recording, Thursday evening. And he has two empty bench spots. Maybe Jackson is actually taking the approach that he should have one one slot missing in his lineup. Maybe that's the that's been the problem. <laughs> um, so we'll see if that works out for Jackson, what's going on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, this team really could be 4-1, should be 4-1. I'm still a fan of this team. Um, But he does kind of have some unfavorable buys after just some kind of snowballing of bad luck here. So he really needs a win this week. If he doesn't get a win this week, I can't say I'm confident that this team makes the playoffs anymore. But, um, yeah, he's got a a big matchup this week against the Papa John, um, first place in the league. But, again, Jackson has more points than him. So we'll see how it shakes out. Um, I'm I'm not counting this team out quite yet. Um, And with that, speaking of teams that were – Previously counted out the 500 mil club, Andrew Fry, uh, much scorned, much spoken against after uh, the draft. Again, another team who is a bad break away from having a much better record could easily be three and two. Um, but honestly, I think most of us would have said we'd be surprised if Andrew was even two and three after the draft. So he's proven himself with this roster. What do you what do you think, Jay Moore?
1: I think that. The week Miles Gaskin hit waivers, Zach and I had a conversation about the amount that we would spend on Miles Gaskin. And the amount that we determined was $2 off of what Andrew got him for. And I have been beating myself up ever since. I mean, Gaskin has by no means been a league winner, but he's he's very good. He's startable. And Andrew's biggest issue out of the draft that we all made fun of him for was not having a running back. And he just goes on waivers and just picks one up and yep. now he has one. So, yep. and his team all of a sudden came together really quickly. Odell Beckham has emerged back onto the scene of saying like, "Hey, I'm actually as good as I used to be." And um, you know, if Odell Beckham's going to continue to do Odell Beckham things, he's he's obviously going to love having that. Jameson Crowder has been fine. Uh, Godwin has been riddled with injuries, but you got to imagine when Godwin comes back, he'll be okay. Mahomes is doing his thing at QB two. You can't complain about that. So, I mean, his team has really come together nicely, uh, in his favor. So, and he's got Daryl Henderson, who might've stolen the starting job in LA. I think they're going to continue to be a weird rotational three headed monster there, but, um, you know, Henderson's been fine. Scary Terry sitting on his bench. He's been fine. Startable Hawkinson. So yeah, I mean, he's got depth. He's got talent. He's got, all the things you need. I mean, I I I am no longer a hater of this team. It truly it really worked out well for Andrew. So kudos to him.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, so what? There's there's 28 starting running backs in our league. You know, uh, 14 teams, two running backs apiece. Yeah. I think if you'd asked most of us, would have said Andrew had zero of those guys in his starting lineup to start yeah. the season, and he has three now. Uh, Miles Gaskin, RB 16. Daryl Henderson, RB 19. And Devin Singletary, the only guy who I thought may have been able to squeak in there is RB28, actually his third best running back on the season so far. So, yeah, man, I mean, this this team actually is um, – there's still no, like, real specific pop to this team. Um, you know, I still look at this team and I'm like, I don't see a superstar keeper for next season. But it's pretty deep. I mean, there there's quite a bit of talent on this team. Uh, I think looking at it um, – if I had to, to take a stab, I, I think that uh, Andrew could could still make something happen. I still don't see this as a championship-winning team, but this team is a lot better than I think anybody really gave Andrew credit for. Um, and I will have to say that, again, I, I think he, he's made some savvy moves, um, especially with Gaskin. Um, you know, Andrew's also kind of been working on the trade front a little bit, um, making some calls, making some conversations here. So... So kudos to him. Um, I think he's doing well so far. Uh, and, and it really, again, comes down to some of the, the little things as well. So, you know, Jamison Crowder, um, even with uh, being out two weeks, when that guy plays, he is a PPR machine, man. 100 yards mm-hmm. plus in every single game he's played so far this season. So um, if he can keep doing that, he's averaging 22 points a game when he's in. Godwin is averaging 15 a game when he's in if this team can stay healthy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Andrew can do. Definitely, already more than I think anybody thought. Um, and with that, I think comes to to one of the biggest disappointments on the season so far. Connor, we love you, but uh, man, I I was not expecting the, this team to be uh, two and three. Really, should be one and four. Frankly, um, I believe the the second lowest scoring team in the league. Uh, what's gone wrong here for Connor? Well, I mean, obviously, you lose Mike Thomas
1: for weeks. Um, I mean, and that was his keeper. That was his, his supposed to be his big scoring guy. You lose him for yeah. one, two, three, four weeks, and now you're on by. So your fifth week without him. Um, yep. So you, you can't put too much into that. I definitely will say anyone that invested in uh, the, Ravens backfield has gotten burned this year. Uh, The Ravens are an all out three headed rotation. I watch every snap of every Ravens game and there is not any interest of me having any of our three running backs in fantasy. They're all three great (laughs) running backs and the Ravens are doing great. I mean, I'm ecstatic as a Ravens fan, but fantasy relevance, they're just none of no three of them are on the field enough to be scary. So um, I love Mark Ingram, but he's just not going to be your RB one. This year. No. It's just not good. He, he's well, he's not worthy of it at least. And then, you know, Mike Boone, uh, what is going on there? You know, so <laughs> uh, Latavius Murray, Mel- Melgo, uh, Melgor, is he hurt? I, I was under the impression he, he's hurt. Is he coming back? He just
0: got, uh, he I believe had a DUI today, so he will be presumably DUI. out for a couple games. Yikes.
1: So Connor has effectively no RB2. Um,
0: no, I don't know which, if he has an RB1 or an yeah. RB2. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I mean, that is a gaping hole. Um, he picked up Claypool off waivers. I, I definitely think Claypool's a stud. It's going to be interesting to see how Pittsburgh, you know, works him into the lineup from now on seeing, you know, it seems that he's proven that he's obviously worthy of being, you know, a, a, a top receiver for them. I think he's technically wide receiver four on their depth chart. So yeah. be interesting to see how they continue to work him into the offense, but yeah, I mean, with that big of a gaping hole at RB, I just this team's not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. And again, if you told me that Andrew would have three kind of top 28 running backs and and Connor would have none, I would have been pretty surprised. Um, but here we are. I mean, Melvin Gordon has been, but he's now out. Malcolm Brown showed some flashes of brilliance, kind of at the, the beginning of the season, 26 points in week one. Since then, 18 points in four weeks combined. Not what you want uh, to see if you're Connor. Um, I think one of the biggest problems is pretty much every single guy on this roster has had a week where either from injury or um, just because of playing time has been completely invisible. Um, Every guy but Kelsey has pretty much had at least one, if not two games where they're out or just laid a total egg. So you can't have that, especially if you know one or two of those guys are going to do that every single week. You're not going to win many games. And we're saying all this, and yet Connor is still two and three when he should be one and four. I have a sneaking suspicion that Michael Thomas is going to come back. Chase Claypool is going to be maybe the the waiver ad of the season. And, and he still finds a way to, to strike one of those great Connor Paws deals at the deadline guys. Don't give him any freebies. Uh, we, I think, I think we need a new winner. We need a new winner in town. We've had that pause name on the trophy just a few too many times. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Never count Connor out, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not not a fan of this team so far this season. That brings us to 13th place, Jake Davis, Stone Cold Kittle. It has been stone cold luck for Jake Davis. Uh, 746 points against. I believe that is 100 <laughs> points more points against than any other team just five weeks into the season. Yeah, man, I, I don't hate this team, but man, he has just had some bad luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is just ass. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That is terrible. Um, I, I feel for you, Jake, if I'm being honest, I hope it continues because you know, we need somebody to contend with us for Isaac Carry nuts, but um, this has been brutal, man. So, I mean, if you look at this roster, he's got a top 10 quarterback, a top 10 running back, another startable, you know, borderline top 10 running back, Two wide receiver ones in our, or you know, wide receiver one and two in our league, a top 10 tight end. I mean, he's, this is a super talented team. I mean, this team should be better than one and four. There's no doubt about it. I won't speculate to say what his record should be, but it definitely shouldn't be one and four. So uh, I'm looking for him to turn it around. I don't think that he'll be able to make the playoffs. I think he's just gotten off to too bad of a start. Um, you know, it's just going to be, I'm pretty sure Trent dropped in those statistics that there's never been a one in four team that made the playoffs. So, yeah. um, Jake would be the first person to do it. So I, I don't think he'll make the playoffs. He just got off to too rough of a start, which just sucks because most of it was just bad luck. But, um, you know, that's not to his discredit. He put together a good team and, uh, I think he'll, he'll finish somewhere in the middle of this year and he he won't have anything to be ashamed of. So,
0: yeah, I mean. This is the best one in four team Sunday's Finest has probably ever had. Uh, usually, one in four means the wheels have already completely fallen off. It's just not the case here, man. Um, and yeah, it, it is hard. He would have to win at the very least six of his next eight games to to make the playoffs, which is not not impossible. Um, plenty of teams have won six of eight games before, but it's it's hard to do. Um, it is quite ironic that the thirteenth place team has more points for than the first and second place team. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, but uh, yeah, not a lot of luck for, for Jake Davis. Um, I don't think this team makes the playoffs mostly just because of how, how the chips have fallen for him so far, but you know, you just riddled off all those, those stats. And um, again, you know, pretty much a RB one or RB two wide receiver one, wide receiver two at every position, but Um, He really doesn't actually – Kittle is tight end eight and Aaron Rodgers is QB six. Um, But there's not another player on this team whose ranking, positional ranking, is in the single digits. You know, Mixon's RB 10, Taylor's, you know, RB 14. So this team is really good, um, but there just hasn't been, you know, one guy who can carry this team. I mean, Mixon was probably the closest thing to that – in week four when he had 42 points, monster game, but hasn't had a touchdown in any other game. So, yeah, it's a tough look for Jake Davis, still a good owner. Um, our hat goes off to you, man. Don't think he's a playoff team, but um, Jake, I'm sure, believes in his guys. so see if he can prove us wrong. Uh, and with that, we come to 14th place, the one and only, the Glizzy Gladiators, Jacob. Uh, w- what do you see here, man? What's, what's going
1: on? <laughs> I see nothing but death and despair just rotten sadness <laughs> <laughs> that's really all i have to say
0: if it makes uh, you feel any better if it makes you feel any better we're the last you're the last team to be covered there's probably a good portion of guys who have already tuned out by this point they, they heard what we had to say about their team and they're done so just let it out this is your Nobody's this is your...
1: listening right now so <laughs> nobody has to hear me talk about this steaming pile of dog shit that zach and i have compiled here <laughs> oh, man. Where do I begin? Well, obviously, we kept Lamar. Lamar is, is QB11. That is just nowhere near good enough. I mean, you can pick up QB11 off the waivers. So, um, Lamar has, has been nothing short of underwhelming. Uh, the Ravens are off to a fine start, other than getting their backs blown out by the Chiefs. Um, but Lamar just hasn't kept up the fantasy relevance. So, uh, I, have a, I have a going theory that the Ravens have have seen their season success last year and that they're much more focused on the postseason. Um, yeah. People forget we rolled into the postseason last year with Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews banged up. They played, but they were banged up. We were missing a, an offensive lineman or two. We were we were banged up. So I have a theory that the Ravens are going for health over stats this year. Um, Lamar is barely yeah. running. He's he, I mean, he's barely even running when he needs to run. I mean, he he is he does not want to run the ball. He does not want to take hits, um, which as a Ravens fan, I, I can appreciate that. Like, yeah, I want us to get to the playoffs healthy and contend for a Super Bowl. But from fantasy, it sucks. Uh, it's been bad. Hollywood is barely on the field. When he is on the field, he gets targets. And he gets, you know, he's had probably six red zone targets that he didn't complete on. Whether it was Lamar's fault or his, you know, you could go one by one. But I think the potential is there, but Hollywood's been a bust for where we took him. Uh, we obviously struck out at tight end. We took Gronk. He sucked. Akers got hurt. We took him high. He sucked. Henry Ruggs has been hurt and out, and he sucked. So, I mean, ev- everywhere we've gone where we kind of rolled our dice, um, we just didn't roll what we needed. So we made some trades out of out of necessity for depth. Uh, we dealt Amara Cooper and Jonathan Taylor. Um, and you know we've got two, you know, startable R you know one RB two guys and at running back and our receivers are starting to emerge a little bit. So I will say that I think our our team is on the uptick. I just think it's too little too late, and we're definitely not going to make the playoffs. And we're we're going to contend for Isaac saw carry nuts. But um, I will say that we're trending in the right direction. Uh, I think it's just a little too late for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really I don't uh, for an O and five team. You know, in last place in points for. There's still some things to like about this team. Again, you've got two solid running backs and James Robinson and uh, David Montgomery. Don't hate that. Um, I think a lot of this is, you know, you're hoping Lamar is going to be what Lamar was last year when he's your keeper. Um, And you're right; they're kind of saving him for the postseason. Which, as a Ravens fan, I'm sure you don't hate, but it definitely, definitely hurts in fantasy. And yeah, you guys, you guys roll the dice. Period. That's how you you. You do it as as owners, um, and I respect that. And I think there's been times it has really paid off. Um, and unfortunately, I think this season just it didn't roll the way you wanted on quite a few of them. But there's still some things to like here. I think um, I, I don't think you guys are locked for last. Um, I definitely think there's some teams who could slip up here. My hot take is Connor Sw- Connor's squad is going to be uh, in 14th at the end of the season. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out um whether you guys can can pass him up but uh yeah my my biggest ask is just if you guys are going to start some incredible turnaround can it please be next week since we play each other uh this week (laughs) if you guys want to start the miracle run from 0 and 6 to 7 and 6 that that's a better story so how about you just send it in this week um just keep the lineup blank and, and start that miracle run next week that sound okay
1: you know, the only thing that's keeping <laughs> Zach and I from beating people, I'm pretty sure the last two weeks has been ourselves. So uh, I think rivalry week next week, next year, yep. Mason was asking about rivals. I think we should just play no one. It and means Zach can just contend on who to start and not start and we'll end up losing. So uh, <laughs> that's been our biggest problem. I think we've left 30 points, 40 points on our bench, you know, multiple weeks. So, uh, if we can just figure out who the hell to start, we might actually have a chance of beating you guys, but uh, probably not.
0: I think you guys do have a shot. Um, anything can happen this year. It's been crazy. Um, we'll see, man. There's some some interesting matchups. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, we'd love to, to do this a little bit more frequently, as it has been for all of us. Life is a little crazy and a little busy, but um, yeah, we are excited to get back on here. Hoping to do it again in another week or two. In the meantime, gentlemen, enjoy another weekend of football action. Grateful for everything we got in this crazy year of 2020. Um, With that, we will say peace out, boys. Peace out.